0: We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth.
1: This episode of Wayfinding Growth is brought to you by Sprocket Talk. If you're ready to take your HubSpot experience to a whole new level, you need to join Sprocket Talk as a free VIP member. That's right, free. Tutorials, courses, training, HubSpot updates, and so much more. Head to sprockettalk.com slash wg. To join the movement and get an exclusive wayfinding growth deal. Welcome to the show. I'm Dan Moyle and I'm Remington Begg. So today's episode, we are talking. Well, we, I mean, I talked with project manager extraordinaire Audrey. Uh, and then Remington, you get to go back and listen to it. Uh, what yeah. did you love about this conversation, this episode?
2: So, um, Audrey's just a rock star. Yes. Um, what I love, what I love about Audrey and she's grown up so much through, through the organization over the years. Um, you know, coming in and really, you know, the customer, really the customer liaison, if you will, the customer success advocate, I think was the official name. Mm -hmm. And now coming up through and like stepping into uh, project management. And it was interesting because I listened to Audrey say that she just kind of went where she was needed, but it was also her idea. Like I, 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 not vaguely, I vastly remember her saying, you know, you really don't need me in sales. You need me in after sales. Um, and she had like a plan and how she was going to attack that. And I was mm-hmm. like, sweet, let's roll. Um, so, so you can tell and how she talks about it. Like she's incredibly smart and she's very tactical in that way. Um, but a couple, couple things that were beyond that were the hospitality experience, like this thread is huge. Um, and I was actually talking about it with another, um, one of our employees, Josh last night, uh, when we were at dinner. So that that thread that kind of goes through everything is really, really big mm-hmm. um, intentionality and growth based on forecast was another thing. So forecast the tool, but forecast of like the amount of hours available on the shelf mm-hmm. um, that impressed me because I haven't heard her bring it out that way, but it was really cool how you pulled that out of her. Um, And then uh, you know, She's like the liaison um, between each individual and also the clients right now with, you know, making sure they know what's up. And I love how she talked about the needing to communicate before the storm. Mm.
1: Yeah. What about you, Dan? I, I, I loved the idea I'm on the same track of communication. Yep. Uh, I love that whole part of the conversation because uh, listeners and viewers want to go back and listen to that a couple times maybe and understand that how as a project manager – it isn't really all about pushing everyone into our box of preferred tools, right? We use Slack, so you have to use Slack or whatever it is. She talked about how communicating in the way that they communicate and being versatile in that. That was that was really cool. Um, yeah. And then just the overall idea that a business with a project manager, whether you're dealing with – not dealing with, but whether you're working with clients um, or whatever you're doing – We'll have better growth. That project manager, that person that you just described, Audrey is mm-hmm. having someone like her, which by the way, you can't have her. So don't even yep. try it. Um, but yeah, that, that is so critical to growth. That was a really cool thing that I took away from it. So
2: yeah, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, man. good great. stuff. Great. Episode. Awesome. Well, cool. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to do that and just chat with her because ahead of time you were like, you know, why don't you just go ahead and talk and I'll just listen later. And I was like, that could be yeah. fun. So that was cool. Yeah. So there you go. Here it is, friends. Season two, episode 15. Let's set that course for growth. Woo. So Audrey, welcome to Wayfinding Growth. Uh, happy that you could make time away from your creating systems to talk about systems.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for asking me.
1: Yeah, you bet. So you are uh, the backbone of this agency, uh, the, progr- the no project manager princess, as it were. Yeah. But... I want to talk about charting your course personally. How did you get to where you are today and being that for Impulse Creative?
0: Sure. That's kind of a funny question. Um, <laughs> I didn't get hired to be a project manager. I kind of just fell into that role. I was actually, um, like the customer success advocate, I think was my title when I first started. And then I wanted, um, I wanted to do more. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And so, we were thinking about the marketing role a little bit and then Remington started needing help in sales. Um, personally, if you know me at all, I am not a salesperson. person. I get uncomfortable talking about money, but I was really good at with organizing everything that you have to do with sales, especially like with pipelines and workflows and all that stuff. Um, I kind of somehow just morphed into like being a project manager Because once the sales would, um, like the deals would be won, I would kind of take them and then lead them into uh, actual onboarding. Mm. So, and then I would stay with them throughout their um, retainer or project work. And so I, I ended up just kind of falling into the role. And um, Remington had a talk. Remington and Rachel had a talk with me one day, and they're like, "Why don't we just give you all this instead of it?" just being
1: there and kind of, you know, this unsaid thing. So, Mm -hmm. so, so I hear you say a couple of things in that on, on the business side of it for those CEOs and owners and entrepreneurs listening, it's, it's about being flexible and seeing the talent in your team team members. Right now for you on your side of it, Audrey, it's about kind of the same thing, right? Being flexible, understanding there's more to more than what you're like. That's not my job. Right. Uh, Right understanding more than that and, and being flexible, how, how flexible. So this, this might be just kind of a funny question. <laughs> how flexible are you normally in life? Was that something that you're just good at seeing that kind of thing or no?
0: Um, yeah. So I come from, I, I have a degree in marketing, but I came, um, out of school. I went straight into, well, I was already in restaurants, but I started managing in restaurants. Hmm. Um, and if you've ever worked in hospitality, you you take whatever gets thrown at you <laughs> type thing. Um, oh yeah. If anything's going your way, then it's probably not going good. So, um, <laughs> I I I was used to that um high energy, not knowing really what's gonna come your way, but having to deal with it and make it organized and go. So
1: yeah, awesome. It's 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 interesting because I I talked to a guy one time who who runs a, a creative agency. And he said that he won't hire anyone who has not been in the hospitality restaurant business.
0: Yeah. I've. Just, it's um, so fascinating. Someone on maiden voyage who said that she'll hire people, even if they don't have the education. um, But if they have been in the restaurant industry for a long period of time, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I mean, people in hospitality, they have to be ruthless. It's, it's not easy.
1: Right. That's so funny. So, so that's great stuff, Audrey. Um and and, and I I find it just very interesting that your position came out of a need of organizing. And and I and I feel like in some of the past episodes that we've talked with entrepreneurs and, and other business leaders that, that organization isn't always their strong suit. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> so a project absolutely.
1: manager and, and a system might be the way to go.
0: Yeah, and I really like um not organization, but like I love spreadsheets. I love um we use Asana. I love building out a project in the Asana because they're all different. Like you can start with a template and but each project is different. And so you kind of have to like morph things into what you need. And I love the organization and the math that goes into it. Like being in your own little bubble and just making everything like work is fun for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, so speaking of tools, great lead into this part. Uh, I want to talk about what we what we call on Wayfinding Growth navigational tools. Um, how do systems and then specific tools like Asana that you mentioned or Tetra that we use? How do those things help growth at a company like Impulse Creative?
0: Sure. Um, I don't know how you would grow without some of the systems we have. Um, it just it makes process so like. So smoothly, I guess, run smoothly. Mm -hmm. Um, We use Tetra. So Tetra is kind of like a glorified word doc that is um, a little bit more private. And um, it also shows when people read it and um, you can comment right on the doc. Um, We use that when we actually create a new process. So for everybody in um, Impulse, all of our processes are held in Tetra. So if you're ever, if you're new or you're just like, oh, I don't know what to do when we're uploading a post on Facebook. It's in Tetra, right? Mm-hmm. Um, throughout, I think my role, there was a lot of Tetra building, right? Mm-hmm. Because whenever, and whenever you're doing anything like a mindless, um, setting up a Zoom link, you know, or, um, setting up a a meeting for all of the team just little things that you don't think of but if you're outside the organization or coming in that you don't know how to do um so i i really enjoy tetra but um the rest of them as far as asana works hand in hand with our um our time tracking tool which is harvest which works hand in hand with forecast which is Forecast is my best friend. It's um, a lot of people don't use um, this kind of tool. It basically takes all of the points for, or all of the hours an employee has. And then um, for each project, I divide, I take away those points and it shows up on like a little timetable. And so all I have to do is go over and look and I, I can see that Ryan has two and a half more points open a week. So in order to grow, everyone has to be at their, I have them at, um, it's 80% capacity, right? So they have to be at their 80% capacity. Well, then when they get to their, their plateau, right, they can't go anymore. Then we need a, a new employee. And then we need that many more accounts to fill them. Mm. And then that's growth, right?
1: So, so being able to forecast your, your work. Uh, Being able to track time, not to be a micromanager, but to understand what things take the the most time or whatever, that's kind of where, where growth comes out of Then is what I hear you saying.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you hit on a point too, that like, no one likes tracking time, right? It feels like very big brother-ish, but um, in, in my, like what I need it for is I need to know how long it takes you to edit your Wayfinding Growth podcast, right? Because if you're not getting enough time, then we're not forecasting it right, mm-hmm. and then things need to be adjusted. Yep. So yeah, everything kind of like goes hand in hand there.
1: Um, and then and to go back to one of the tools, Tetra, it, uh, we we interviewed Nelson Joyce and he talked about even when they were just brand new, he would use Tetra for anything that took more than one step, basically. <laughs> yeah. Document it. So, so so what I heard you say for listeners is and viewers is, uh, if it's if it's has to be repeatable. And scalable and you want to teach someone else just use tetra use something that can that can lay out that process and make it shareable yeah
0: yeah absolutely i i go into tetra at least once a day i have it up in my tabs right now um i love tetra
1: Mm my friend uh so (laughs) a software is your friend that's that's good nelson will be (laughs) glad to hear that um so you you said that uh you mentioned Forecast as your your best friend, but what yeah. would you say is probably your favorite navigational tool when it comes to making sure that we're on track? Is it Forecast or something different or a, a tech stack of tools?
0: Yeah, so Forecast um, doesn't really help me to know where you're at at all. That's mm-hmm. um, more for me and our growth strategist and yeah. Remington, obviously. But um, so Asana. I think Asana would do the best. So um, Asana, just like, just like teamwork or um, now there's monday.com. There's a bunch of these project management systems. Um, I build out projects and tear them apart into small, small pieces of subtasks so I can tell where each individual is. Mm -hmm. um, If everyone's using it appropriately.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I'm probably not. Yeah.
0: No, You're good. good. Um, But yeah, I I can tell where people are from that. I also enjoy Asana a lot because um, we do end of week recaps on there, which is super valuable for everybody on the team. Um, Even people on my project team to know where a project is, especially if they've already passed it off, but they Mm -hmm. still want to know like, hey, when do I need to circle back? Um, Everyone can tell where the team's at in Asana
1: yeah um so uh so great information on on the stuff that we use um you mentioned asana tetra harvest forecast uh how important is it to uh, in project management how how vital is communication and what tools do we use for that
0: oh communication is huge
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) um kind of assumed but i mean you know yeah
0: so we use slack we use slack um Daily, we have um, obviously private channels and then we have channels for each project or each retainer. Um, that's super important. And also, like mm-hmm. I said, Asana, we can communicate about a certain task all through Asana and all of our um, like one time, either it's an edit on a web page or small little dev tasks. Those all live in a dev task board which when we get one from a client, um, depending on what it is, it takes usually like two to four days to finish. Those all live um, in Asana, so people can easily watch them. They're in a um, column, like board type, rather than a list. So our developers just kind of bring them over to, to do or in progress so people know where things are at. But I'm sure you see me popping around all the channels. I use Slack constantly to find out where people are um, or if something's just not moving as quickly and you need to find out where it's at. Um, Internally, we definitely use Slack. But with clients, I I try to, I definitely email them at least once a week and I try to make those phone calls when um, they're needed. And then of course meetings. I mean, I have weekly or bi-weekly meetings with all of our clients.
1: So in those Slack channels that you mentioned, um, is that also a client-facing communication device then too?
0: Yeah, good question. Yeah, so we have client-facing and then we'll have private. Hmm. Um, so if we need to just have like an internal chat about a comp, then we can go to the client channel and let them know what where everything's at. Um, not everybody uses Slack because – You know, if you have a client that comes on and you're like, we can communicate through Slack, Asana, Tetra, blah, blah. It's just a lot. So (laughs) we try to figure out what's best for the client, what's best for Mm. them. Do they already have Slack? Then it's not a big deal to put them in our channel. Do they already use Asana? Or do they have another um, project management system that would make learning Asana more difficult?
1: Mm. So, So we're able to use our systems and customize them for the need of the customers then?
0: absolutely and i've joined um other people's teamwork or their base camp um because they're kind of all in the same do i think asana's better absolutely but <laughs>
1: yeah
0: but everyone is kind of works the same mm. and um like i said whatever makes it easier easier for the client to be able to communicate with us
1: yeah Awesome. So that was a lot of good technical stuff there. Listeners need to back that up and listen to that again. Lots of stuff in there for, for tools to create systems. So Audrey, I want to get into this though. Um, I want to know, you know, in, in building these systems, it sounds like everything's perfect now, of course. Um, But I got to believe there's been a little bit of maybe growth along the way and growing pains. What would you say is one of your biggest shipwrecks either personally or through these systems with impulse creative? Uh, one of your biggest shipwrecks that you've faced in this journey.
0: Um. You know, I can't think of one certain one, but I, I will tell you where they come because they all come from something slipping through the cracks, right? Rather it's a document that was really important because that's where all the comp, um, edits are or, um, something missed in the editorial style guide that is, the tone of the content that's being written, hmm. these little pieces of content that are um, information that clients give us. If it's missed or if it like falls through any of the cracks, then the whole project can go awry. Um, the client won't be happy. The project team will be stressed. Um, and obviously it happens. Like you get things from different ways. You can get something shared with dropbox what if you don't use dropbox what if you don't know how to use dropbox like mm. y- you know you can get um things in a, a zip file or shared a comment um on a doc that you're supposed to keep track of and i would lie if i say that it's never happened to me because it has but when it does happen a new process is made to fix it mm. right like mm. so From now on, if someone shares um, a shared folder, where do you put it? For us, now we always put it in Asana. Because you could be looking for in Drive, but if it's a shared folder and it's not in your Drive, there's nowhere to find it. And if it's in that Slack channel that's forever long, Mm -hmm. then you're never going to find it. Mm-hmm. So, or if they're, if your one of your team members is off that week and they're trying to catch up, of course, but there's over 700 Slack messages, they'll definitely lose something. So for us, we created um, a process that all of those shared items will put into Asana in our conversations tab and have it be the title. So it's very easily searchable.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I'm. I'm hearing what what that is, is that as, as things fall through the cracks and clients get pissed about something or, or a a fellow team member like blows up, whatever, Mm -hmm. because, because we do, we're all human, right? And so when things go wrong, when those shipwrecks happen, learn from it, see it as a, as an opportunity and create a process. Is that fair to say?
0: Right. And honestly, I think it's one of the perks of having a project manager because that's my job. Like my job is to make sure nothing slips through. Um, and I go back to being a restaurant manager and when people, when things go wrong, you're used to getting yelled at, but you fix it, right? Yeah. You fix what's wrong and you make sure everyone's happy and then you move on.
1: And I like that you say when things go wrong, not if, because they do, right? <laughs> like right. software breaks, people make mistakes. Nothing's perfect when it goes wrong, work through it, see it as, a, as, an, as an opportunity, um, the obstacle is the way is a great book to read to to think about that. So anyway, um, yeah, good stuff. So let's let's turn that around then. Where have you had a moment during this uh, this career as project manager where you're like, man, we we hit it or I hit it, uh, and I mean I you Audrey uh, hit it out of the park on this one. What's one of your like proudest moments that you can look back on?
0: Um, it's kind of funny because I think I think my proudest moment was probably my first project that um. I was project manager on, it was a huge website, like really, really big, um, over a hundred pages. Our content person met with like, I think it was like over 80 um, subject matter experts. It was a huge beast. It had this um, massive mega menu. I mean, it was just a really big website and it was my first project. So that's always like... A proud moment, and I'm saying like our team worked on the weekends. We were there. We were in the office until like eleven o'clock at night. Like we were all just kicking butt to like, and it went on time. Mm. My first project on time. <laughs> um, huge. But honestly, every single website now that I finish, I feel I feel great. You know, the client's happy. Um, When clients go on to retainer work after project work always makes me feel good. Um, At the end of every project, it it makes me feel very proud of the team and of it's not just like most of our stuff. Isn't just like a quick 30 day thing. I mean, we're making big websites that that can take 60 to 90 days. So it's a labor of love. It's not just a quick little template and we send it out. It's, we do a lot of customization and um, and really fun, fun work here. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. It's it's cool that it was your, your first project too. And then it went that it shipped on time, which isn't always easy as a creative agency, Yeah, um, but yeah, that's awesome. And then, so if you could think of yourself as a wayfinder for someone, and obviously, you know, those, for those listening wayfinders are the one that help others get there, right. Navigate uh, what piece of advice would you be when it comes to, you know, what you do and how you do it and being that wayfinder for a project for either a project manager or for someone who's thinking about a project manager, maybe it's different advice. What piece of advice would you give to those to be that, that wayfinder?
0: Um, sure. That's a good question too. So before you start, um, you're literally charting the course as a project manager, you are mapping it out. You're putting in all those milestones. You're putting the, the due date. So you you ha- you already are envisioning it before it begins. And all you have to do is keep making sure that the boat is steering the right way, right? You have to make sure that everybody on your team sees the vision and they're all rowing the right way. Mm. And if someone starts, you know, either stop rowing or if they start turning a little bit, you've got to kind of corral them, hurting the cats. Yep, yep. <laughs> and make sure that they continue going forth towards the goal.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, who's, who's the most difficult one to, to herd? Is it Remington? He's not here. (laughs) You can, you can see he's not, I mean, no. Um, (laughs) so so jokes aside though, I mean, how is it being a project manager for not only an entrepreneur who loves to have new ideas, but also all those clients, but also all the creatives that you work for? I mean, gosh, how is that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I was going to say something about that earlier, actually, because it's dealing with people and different kinds of people um, with different personalities and different end goals, right? Um, They're all trying to get their own thing done, but really what you have to have them see is that we're all a team, right? We're not done until the developer is done with that last piece of code, even if you pass off the project in the onboarding stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just working as a team and as long as everybody gets that, which everybody at impulse really does, then, um, then success will happen. Yeah. Right. Um, the client, the communicating with clients has always been something that has been easy for me. Um, just be open and honest. If you see something coming that might stop something from happening for a timeline tell them before it happens i have no problem doing that because if it does happen then they already know about it and if it doesn't then great we we fix it you know Mm -hmm. um but that's just that open honest communication and that that goes with like even the team right they want to know what's going on with everything and just being open honest communicate as much as you possibly can
1: Great stuff, Audrey. Tons of fun. I always enjoy spending time with you. Is there anything I didn't ask that you want listeners and viewers to really know?
0: Um, no, I think that um, project management is a fun, fun job. And the people that I have talked to, we have a little like roundup project management meeting. Um, everyone has like issues in an agency and project managers really um, – try to like alleviate the stress and keep the whole agency moving forward. So if you don't have one, you should get one.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, and you can't have ours. So, um, <laughs> connect with Audrey. She'll share information, but don't try and steal her. Uh, yeah, we'll push it. I mean, on that note though, we'll put some links in the show notes. People want to get to know you a little bit more personally, professionally, um, you know, LinkedIn, the crew page, that kind of thing. on, on impulsecreative.com. So Audrey, thanks for making time to be a wayfinder with
0: us. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it. Post it, tweet it, gram it, email a friend. Give the gift of knowledge to someone you know that could benefit from it. And if you really loved it, please consider leaving a rating and written review on your podcast player of choice. And as always, go to wayfindinggrowth.com for resources and past episodes. Remember, we're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Thank you for listening to Wayfinding Growth.